<laughs> Welcome to the Jack and John podcast. He's John. He's Jack. And we're on a mission. <laughs> to help you focus on Christ. Wow, you guys are in so much trouble. Change it up a little bit. <laughs> so much trouble. Uh, we just thank you for watching and listening. Um, we pray for you. Uh, we feel sorry for you. <laughs> in the best way. We love you guys. Um, now, I tell you, Jack and I have so much fun just doing this and honestly, even just chewing on the ideas of, of what we're going to talk about. Uh, and today's a little scary because uh, Jack just said, well, John, you, th- you think of something and, uh, and just go, <laughs> go with it. So, but here, I want to read something to you that may not even be related to what we're going to talk about, but it's just a passage of scripture that I love. I want you guys to read it. Um, you, you may have heard me talk about my mom hearing the voice of God, talking to her about Isaiah 54, 10. You know, as I'm reading that and preparing for it, I just keep reading and I'm reading Isaiah 55. And I love what God is telling us in that passage. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I want you to. Okay. You know, Maybe you can turn us off and read that or wait till we're done and get it out and read it. But read Isaiah 55 and just, just chew on that. Okay. Well, I'll read the first verse because it's, it's a good way to start. And then I'm going to jump. Um, so come everyone who thirsts, come to the waters and he who has no money, come buy and eat. How do you buy something without money? That's a good question. Christ has already paid the price. There you go. <laughs> that he's already paid the price. Okay. So, and then there's so much richness in this, but I'm going to read on down. Um, verse eight, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways. My ways declares the Lord for as the high heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Amen. We used to sing a song. Yeah. Great, great praise song. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about a scripture as well. Maybe we do some scriptures that really, really speak to us. Maybe that's the direction go. we go. But um, uh, we talk about, and I, last time I was talking about moments in our lives that are kind of like watershed experiences. A watershed is you're climbing up the mountain and you need a break. And so you pull off the path to the side and there may be a, a watershed there that you go and refresh yourself. And I think sometimes we need those watershed experiences where we pull aside and just refresh ourselves, and the refreshing comes in the renewing of the Spirit of God in us. And uh, we need that sometimes as we travel in this world. And I was at that place um, one time, and I traveled um, to Florida by myself, and I went to the beach where I was raised and where I um, 
uh, proposed to my my little wife and got on my knee on Indian Rocks Beach and Madeira Beach and Indian Shores and all those little. You proposed uh, in a lot of different places. Uh, well, yeah, it's right on that area where all those <laughs> where all those towns are. St. John's Pass. Oh. Humor me. I didn't. Mean yeah, 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 yeah. Humor me. I, my mind was on the beach, <laughs> walking. You walk the beach and you go yeah. to all those beaches. Okay. So I, I'm down there and, and I was taking a time of solitude. That's what I was doing. Just God was going to get away and get with God. And so I got in this little motel room and I didn't turn on the TV all week. I just opened up the scriptures and I'd go eat at a little seafood restaurant, you know, my little favorite guppies and, you know, all those little places down there. And uh, I got into a passage of Scripture, and I never moved on. I just stayed at this one passage of Scripture, these one couple of verses here in 2 Corinthians, and they just blew me away. This just blew me away. And it still does. I still read this and just amazes me. And it's 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and uh, verse 5. It says, For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants, for Jesus' sake. So what we proclaim is that we are just his servants, and it is all for his sake, not even for our sake. That's not for our glory either. It's all for his sake. And then, here it is. It says, for God, who said, let light, light shine out of darkness. In other words, the creator God that on the day of creation, when there was darkness and void everywhere, said, let there be light, bam, and there was light, okay? That's power, right? Mm -hmm. Creative power to be able to speak something into existence is an amazing power. And this God who said that, listen to the next line, has shown in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let me read it again in context. Let light, uh, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Who can stay depressed? Who can stay, who can stay defeated? Who can stay discouraged? Who can stay depressed when we have this creative light, this power that God can speak spoken into our hearts to glorify Him? And Jesus is involved in this because it's in the face of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That scripture pulled me out of the dark place. It pulled me out of the muck and the mire. It made me focus somewhere. And then I, I saw this little thing that happened. And by the way, before I tell you this story, you'll probably never listen again. But it's a true story. Uh, I am reminded, before I tell it, I'm reminded of the Peanuts cartoon strip. Sure. And uh, Charlie Brown is laying on the hill and he's, he's looking up at the sky. And he's looking at the clouds. And Lucy comes by and says, Oh, look, that's a cumulus. And that's a stratus. And whatever the other cloud is, I can't remember. 
And, uh, you know, she said, wow, you know, that's in the upper atmosphere. And, you know, that's and Charlie Brown's just kind of laying there and she leaves and he kind of looks up and he says, oh, I was going to say that's a ducky and that's a kitty. <laughs> so she's seeing all this and he's just seeing the little images in the clouds. Well, so I'm that that week that I had, was in solitude. I read this. I was in this. And then I, I was just praying. And John, let me tell you what my prayer was. My prayer was, okay, God, I got you as far as the scripture is concerned. I understand. I understand faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And you, you comfort me in, in your word. And I've got you in my, in my emotions because you, you balanced me out on that. And I, I'm, I'm okay on the emotions, but it's the physical and I said, show me something. Would you just kind of give me something physical that I can be comforted by? That was my prayer. And so I took a walk on Indian Rocks Beach. And as I walked out on the beach, there was something a little bit unusual. There was a, what is a group of dolphin? You got a school of fish. What if you got a bunch of dolphin? A group of dolphin, a school of dolphin, a, I don't know. a herd of dolphin, a flock school. of dolphin. Anyway, there was about 20 to 25 dolphin porpoises, yeah. porpoise or whatever you go, <laughs> <laughs> right off the shore. Okay. Now, what I thought was, here's what I thought. Stop laughing. Here's what I thought. I thought, they're just dolphin. There's nothing unusual about you know, a porpoise and a bunch of porpoises being out there in the water. And then I thought, you know, they were there when I proposed 40 years ago, 30 years ago. And they'll be there in 30 years. You know, it, the world just continues on until God says stop. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I'm not going to affect the, whether the world goes on or stops. It's just the nature of God and the eternal nature of God. And it's amazing. And I felt good about that. So then I'm walking down the beach and I see a, a whole flock of seagull. Now, that's not unusual, but they're all standing on the shore. What was unusual was as I got close to the seagulls, there was a dove, a white dove right in the middle of them standing there. I hadn't seen that before. And I thought to my, here's what I think, you know, what would you think? Well, dove, dove of peace, right? Dove is kind of representative of peace. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool. So I walked over toward toward the flock of seagull and the dove. Seagulls flew away and the dove stood there, just stood there. And I got about as close as me to this Bible. Wow. Stand right here and just looked at the dove. Didn't go that any closer. Never moved. He just cooed and looked up. And I thought, wow, that was kind of cool. Just God's peace. And so I walked a little further and I got to St. John's Pass and there's a seawall there. And I sat down on the seawall and a boat came out, you know, from the dock and it just kind of sailed right past me. It was a sailboat. And then it just started going out to sea, out to into the Gulf. And I watched it and it got, you know, it got smaller and smaller and smaller and then I couldn't see it. You know, my, my thought was, it's still there. It's still there. Mm-hmm. I can't see it, but it's still there. And this was the couple of months after 
My wife had died. And I thought, she's still there. I can't see her, but she's still there. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool. And then I walked back to my hotel, and now the sun is setting. Beautiful western sky. Beautiful sunset over the water, over the beach. And I was sitting there, and I looked up into the sky, and I saw a cloud. And it was like somebody had painted like Jesus, like you would see him in a painting when he was on the earth Mm. with a beard and sandal and robe, and there it was. And I went, looked around, said, is anybody else seeing this? And when I looked back up, you're just going to see this is where you're going to leave me. I looked, and the cloud had changed form, and it was the head of a lion. And to me, it was just the clearest image of the head of a lion. And I thought, now he's the Lion of Judah. Power, you know, strength. And I just said, well, thank you, God. I asked for something physical. And you gave me a bunch of, fit, bunch of mammals and a dove and a boat and your creation, just to show me that you're still there. And you can believe whatever you want to believe. It's okay with me. doesn't affect me one way or the other. But it was what I needed in my mind, whatever. And uh, it was kind of cool. I just felt that God cared about me and that I meant something. And I I believe we did. And I don't think that we need those things to know Mm. that. But it was nice, you know, to have that moment. So there's my story. No, I think that's beautiful. (laughs) I think that's beautiful. Um, I know I'm weird. I'm sorry. Not at all, Jack. (laughs) You know, God speaks to us in different Different ways. Um, And he has this amazing, I mean, you would expect God to have something amazing, but he has this amazing gift to know when to do that. You know, I, I think so many times I think about that, that story of the the man who had been sitting by that pool of, I think it was Siloam. Or Bethesda. Bethesda, yeah. He's sitting by that, that pool for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And every time the angel of the Lord stir. would stir the waters, he couldn't get there. Mm-hmm. Somebody else would get mm-hmm. in the way. And so Jesus goes to that place. There's plenty of people there that need healed. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's plenty of people that are there. He, he steps over this guy, walks around that guy, walks past these other people. He's targeting this one guy. Mm-hmm. And he heals him because he's been wanting to heal that guy for 40 years. But that guy never got to the water. So Jesus went to the goes guy. to him. And heals him. Now, the thing of it is, he offers his healing in terms of the fullness of life and uh, everlasting life with him. That he offers that to all of us. He didn't heal everybody there at the pool of Bethesda. You know, he healed. He healed that one man. And I think there's a, there's some there's sad words there to me. Sure. And the sad words are that when Jesus comes to that man, he says, do you want to be healed? And the man says, I have no one. Yeah. I have (laughs) no one. Uh, I need somebody to carry me. 
I need someone to pick yeah. me up and put me in the water. And for someone to feel I have no one, um, that's why I think that we are the hands and the feet of Jesus. You know, we are the body. He's, we are the body. We are, and we are the hands and feet of Jesus because the Bible calls us that. Some are one thing, some are the others. And, um, I, our friend Mike on the other side of that camera, uh, I tease him a lot about I call him Mr. Mercy Pants because he's just the opposite. He's just a guy that shoots straight and tells you how it is. And if if you do something stupid, he will bring it up. (laughs) But uh, he knows grace. And and I believe, and I've said this before, that I'm so glad he's my friend because I know that I would never say I have no one. That if I needed to be carried into the water, Mike would carry me. And he has carried other friends. Right now we're going through a a final days of a very special friend uh, who has ALS, final stages. And um, they live in Iowa. And Mike and Kathy, uh, regular basis, drive to Iowa uh, just to minister to Clyde and Sharon. That's a good friend. And uh, I hope those out there, I hope you would never say, I have no one. Of course we have Christ, but it's like the little boy uh, that was crying and the father went and says, why are you crying? He says, I'm scared. And he says, well, don't be scared. Jesus is with you. And the little boy said, yeah, but I need somebody with skin on. And uh, sometimes we need to be Jesus with skin on yeah. to be a friend. So. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, you know, it, it's not just about not feeling like you have no one, but be someone, be someone to for someone. that other person. Yeah. You talked about when God was breaking you and, mm-hmm. and uh, you were relating to the scribes and the Pharisees that Jesus called whitewashed sepulchers or whitewashed, whitewashed tombs, tombs yeah. you know, dead men's bones on the inside. Um, all those guys could say when Jesus healed the man at the pool of Bethesda is, why did you do it on the Sabbath? Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, why couldn't you guys, why couldn't one of you spiritual leader carry him have been the guy to lead the man to the pool? When God stirs the waters and, and, and offers his healing, why couldn't you have been the man instead? No, you'd rather sit and judge him for picking up his mat on the Sabbath. And then Jesus says, Hey guys, I created the Sabbath for you, <laughs> not you for the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. You know, you, we missed the whole point of what God's instruction was for us. Um, and that is, it's about relationship. When it's I was about uh, relationship with him. Preaching at a little church and uh, it was a little church. So when people didn't come, you knew they weren't there. <laughs> because you knew everybody there. So it's like, okay, I took attendance and you weren't there, Sonny. Where were you? You know, and um, so one time a, a friend of mine didn't come to church and he, he called me the next day and he said, um, I didn't come to church. I'm sorry. He said, I was on my way. I really was. But my grandmother called and she just didn't feel good that day. So I went and uh, spent time with my grandmother. I'm sorry. I said, hey, don't don't uh, don't tell me you're sorry. That's exactly what you were supposed to do that day. Right. You weren't supposed to come 
to church today. You were to be the church today and go love up on your grandmother. So sometimes we get it all turned around backwards. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Tried to warn you guys at the beginning. <laughs> but uh, for those uh, two people that stuck around till the end, <laughs> thank you. We love you. You guys are the best. Amen. And uh, we look forward to tormenting you again next time. <laughs>